Greetings, Bibliophiles, to five author questions, or 5AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. Hello, my name is Kevin King. I'm the head of community engagement. And I'm Sandra Farrick, head of youth services. So how are you doing, Sandra? I'm doing well. And our guest today is the amazingly wonderful Betsy Bird was my friend and incredibly talented. She is the collection development manager of Evanston Public Library, in addition to running school library journal blog about children's literature, a fuse number eight production. Betsy reviews for Kirkus has two podcasts about kids books. Betsy is the author of the picture books, giant dance party and the great Santa stakeout, the editor of the middle grade funny girl and her debut middle grade novel, long way to the circus Illustrated by Caldecott winning illustrator David Small, which is out this fall. And she's from Kalamazoo. She is totally from Kalamazoo. Which is, you know, props to the zoo. I don't know why I said that. That sounds so stupid. (laughs) Ignore that, please. We're just going to go straight to questions Let's go to questions now. now. Let's do that. Question number one. (laughs) Betsy, do you have any hidden secret skills or abilities? I do. um, But... They're so hidden and so secret (laughs) that they are of absolutely no use in the real world. They did come up in college, but here I have almost no use for them. If you were to walk into a room and hand me a spinning wheel and some wool, I could spin on the spinning wheel for you. And yet I go all sorts of places and nobody hands me a spinning wheel. And so this talent is bupkis. I don't even own one myself. It's not like I could just like... (laughs) have one on my back and like pull it out and be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need some yarn? You know, I can't do that. You so. could work at Greenfield village, which I could work for, at for our listeners. It's like one this of those whole librarian author yeah. thing doesn't work. Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Greenfield village is one of those like old time reenactment museum. Oh, I am things. familiar with yeah. the work of Greenfield yes. village. I get never visited as a kid and oh. uh, I've been told about it my whole life. Never went to it. N- and Failure you, of the Kalamazoo Public School. And you don't right own there. one. So you, you don't own one. So you don't just sit there looming some yarn for My mom has gifts. like three. So, you oh, know, if I go. really need one in a pinch, I can just take one of hers. Well, obviously. But it's yeah. funny how that pinch doesn't come up. So, <laughs> so she's yeah. got three and you've got none. Well, she's exactly. a reason, exactly. to visit, reason to visit the parents. <laughs> I'll get one in her will. Yeah. There you go. So, Betsy, tell us about someone. This is question two. Tell us about someone who is better than you in an area that really matters to you. Okay, so the question is better than me in an area that matters to me, but it depends on what area that would be. So I've decided to choose um, someone in in different areas. I'm cheating uh, with this answer. So in blogging, I would say that um, Travis Yonker, who does 100 Scope Notes, and Julie Danielson, who does Seven Impossible Things Before Breakfast, both of them amazing children's literature bloggers, I'd say they both do it better. Uh, in terms of writing children's books, uh, I would say I just read the latest from Laura Amy Schlitz, which is called Amber and Clay. It is amazing. Uh, I would say she wipes the floor with me. And then when it comes to librarianing, is that a term? Librarianing? I think of it course is. it is. Uh, so many people, so many people. <laughs> it's just like vast swaths of people are better than me. I'm just going to uh, pick out of the blue here at the library, uh, Laura Antolin. She is a much better librarian than I am. Well, you don't, you, you don't really have to mention Sandra and I either. We understand. <laughs> we got it. I thought that was implied. It, totally, it's totally implied. Parent in the question. Yeah. Very much. All right. Question number three. 
Have you ever worked on any projects that you were unsure of at first, but you knew in your heart of hearts that it would be great? Yes. Um, Book-wise, so there was, I think there's two examples. Uh, One of them is I decided at one point, you know, I was working at near public library when Diary of a Wimpy Kid came out. And I had all these kids who were coming in and being like, we suddenly want funny books. And I'd be like, great. And I'd be grabbing funny books. And then I was like, well, why don't we have any, I mean, we have some by women, but where's the book that like just stuffs them all into one book. And then I don't have to like look for them 500 places. And it didn't exist. And I was, so I was going to make that. And I wasn't sure if that would work. And I pitched the idea to my agent. He was like, well, maybe. And then he comes back to me like half a year later. And he's like, the time is now for strong women. I was like, I don't care. Okay. And that turned out very well. And then my upcoming middle grade, Long Road uh, to the Circus. The funny thing about that is that I pitched that to David Small as a picture book. And he read it. And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a novel. And I'm like, no, no, but you can see only 32 pages. Uh, that is picture book. That is, he's like, no, you can turn this into a novel. <laughs> he was, darn it, he was right. And it turned out great. So who knew? David did. David David, knew. David did David know. knew, yeah. In spite of my never having really shown him much of my writing at all. He, he was dead <laughs> on the money with that one. So, Betsy, if you could pick, this is question number four. If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would you choose? Okay. I had to go to my Spotify for this one. (laughs) This is a hard question. There was a, when I was in college, there was a movie that they showed where it was a Polish movie. um, And it was about this guy who, wherever he walked around, he had this little brass band who would follow him just playing upbeat music wherever he went. And I was like, life goal. Yes. (laughs) Um, In my case, I I have three choices because I cannot answer any of your questions with a single answer. Um, so there is Anika by Bjorn Olsen. Oh my, she's frozen. She is frozen. Great song. Uh, feeling that the Levon Polka, you can pick any version you want of that. That's just so upbeat or mountain sound by of monsters and men. Nice. That, that, that's, I, when I asked that question, I like to picture the person, walking down the street with that music behind them. And that, that <laughs> seems like that totally fits you. Thank you for that. Now you can just imagine that little brass band, with their little hats on. You know, it's funny. <laughs> your One of your life goals and one of my life goals are very similar. I've always wanted to have just anytime I walk into a room, like a song play, like a theme song type yeah. play. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, that's a lot. be so cool. I know, it would be. And they'd be like, "Who? oh, I know Betsy's oh, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear the brass polka band. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, we're up to question number five, and we're having so much fun. But, Betsy, what fictional character have you always wanted to meet in real life, and why? So I'm sort of cheating about this one, um, but there is a obscure Norwegian fairy tale. It is my favorite fairy tale of all time. No one ever knows it. It's called Tatterhood, and it is about this girl who was born right in a goat, with a big wooden spoon in her hand and she beats up monsters and saves her sister. And she's so good. I'm actually writing uh, a middle grade fantasy novel uh, with her as a lead character, but she's just so much fun. And you don't meet a lot of fun girls in fairy tales. There are a lot, there's a lot of sign. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like, oh, you know, all of that. And this one, you know, beats up trolls with a wooden spoon. So Life goal would love to meet her. Wow. I, 
I vaguely have heard of Tatterhood, so now I'm going to have to do some research. It sounds really you have cool. to check out. There are not many picture books about her, uh-huh. but there are a couple. Okay. And if you find them, there's one in particular where like she's got this like Rah! face like as she's coming out <laughs> on the goat with the spoon. And it's like, first of all, who thinks of that? Second of all, like, why don't people know more about that? Yeah, I guess when your brain is cold, that's what happens. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Also, because yeah. it's Norway, always have to have a goat in there somewhere. Yes. That's like a requirement. Totally. Yeah. Gotta have a goat. <laughs> so. Betsy, what do you have going on now? What do you have coming up next? You've alluded to another middle grade novel because you just clearly never sleep. Uh, what else do you got going on? Okay. Well, um, as we mentioned before, my first middle grade novel uh, is coming out with Knopf. You, you pronounce all the letters in that. <laughs> and yep. uh, it's, uh, yes, it's illustrated by David Small, who, of course, is local uh, in Menden to, to Kalamazoo. And, you know, we had so much fun doing it because we, we did a lot of it during COVID. Um, he, at least he did a lot of the art. And we would, you know, you're not supposed to be in touch with your illustrator, but we were going back and forth. And he'd say, like, hey, can you add chickens to the beginning of this chapter? Because I really want to draw some chickens. And I'd be like, <laughs> chickens are in. And I'd add some chickens. And so um, that's coming. We had so much fun that he was like, if you ever want to do another project with me, uh, feel free. And I've been toying with an idea. I finally came up with something. Because I, I have nothing I had, like the Tatterhood book idea. That doesn't fit anybody. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's its own weird thing. And that one... I am working on that one. Hopefully I can, I can do something with that one. I've been working on that one for years. Uh, but now I've got this new, it's, I'm like a crow when it comes to ideas for books. I'm like, Ooh, shiny, new shiny thing. Forget <laughs> old thing I was working on. Um, my new shiny thing is uh, a series of, of, of stories. Like let's, you know how you read like a Richard Peck or like the soup books or whatever. And they were like this nostalgia for like the forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. I want some freaking nostalgia for the eighties. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I want clack because it is basically the same thing because there's no internet. I mean, mm-hmm. there are computers, um, but there's no internet. So it's, you can, it's the perp, it's the last moment in history where you can do like that kind of nostalgia. So I want to do some like fun, weird neighborhood kid hijinks. Um, and, uh, and I'm possibly sent set in definitely either set in Kalamazoo or set in parchment. Um, and of course, if it's eighties and parchment, you got to have that moment in the summer when it got super hot and the, and the smell of the poisonous Kalamazoo river would make that. You remember that? smell? Oh. cause that smell was pungent. Yeah. It was the smell of summer. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I want to be working on next. So I, I want to ask about your podcasts. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I have two podcasts. Too. Yes. Tell us about those podcasts. Okay. It's like One the mutual uh, admiration podcast time. Oh yes. So I've got two of them and they're both about children's literature in some way. Uh, the first one that I have not produced, they just brought me on board to be the narrator, uh, is Story Seeds, where they pair really good authors, like, I don't know, Jason Reynolds, with a kid who has an idea for a story. And then the two of them like collaborate and work on the story, and they read like a chapter of the story on the show. And it's it's really fun. You just get all these different types of books. You know, they've got Chris Grabenstein, and they've got, you know, Rajni Laraka and, and all sorts of cool people on there. Um, so that one's fun. That one's the professional one. And then there's the, the dinky one that I do with my sister. Um, you know, we, we live in the same town now. I know way too much about children's books and she knows nothing about children's <laughs> books. 
So what I do is I go to her every week and I say, hey, Kate, there's a book called The Very Hungry Caterpillar. And she's like, no idea what that's about. And I'm like, great. And then she'll read it and she'll come back and be like, did you know there's like a face in the butterfly's wing on the last page? And I'm like, what? So she finds weird things. And then we determine if it should be a classic or not based on that read. Nice. And uh, and then I give lots of facts about the books. We just did... Um, Oh, gosh, what did we just do? Oh, well, we just did uh, Anno's journey since uh, Mitsa, uh, Anno had, had died in, just back in December. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we haven't done any Anno books. And Anno's journey is a classic in my mind. So we've got a, a nice in-depth look at it. And what's the name of that podcast? That's called Fuse 8 and Kate. Because um, my, po- my blog about children's literature is called a Fuse Number 8 production. So I'm Fuse 8. She's Kate. And uh, we are on all the fine places you where you can find your podcasting. All right. I am going to go subscribe to those podcasts. You should. I think they're pretty I great. I, they are? Mm-hmm. They're great. Fuse yeah. 8 and Kate Well, I've seen great. them like in person together and they're pretty hysterical. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember- yeah. She, she's very sardonic and I'm very upbeat. <laughs> um, yeah. Andrea Sarumi did an illustration where we described how all Muppets can be categorized into chaos muppets or order muppets mm-hmm. um and i'm the chaos muppet and kate is the order muppet nice. so i am the ernie to her birth and you did say that you decide whether or not these works are classics based on kate's reading of said no book. also mine we take a we okay. take a mutual vote we rate them one to ten and then if it's above a five okay. uh, then it's a classic it could be a toe over the line classic um and it doesn't mean it's not a good book right. no, no. Yeah classic um and there have been books that i've fought for that she has just loathed and then there have been books that she really likes and i'm like really 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 no (laughs) did it ever fall into like a sister fight sure but we're real low-key so okay it's nothing much more than like like that that's about the level of okay yeah of of sister fight we get (laughs) to yeah sometimes she's just outright wrong though like she didn't like uh when Sophie gets angry, really, really angry, which oh. that's impossible. Everybody loves that book. That's a, that's. Yeah, I agree. I lo- oh gosh, I love that. I book. think I read that to Vi because she used to be little Vi who got really, really angry. Yeah, I'm nice. like, here you yeah. go. It's a really good book. Like, there's that moment where it's like The Exorcist, where the heads like of the child just like mm-hmm. pulls back and just like yeah. demons <laughs> come out of the mouth because she's so upset. And I'm like, that is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yes, when you have a small child, that is what happens when they get angry. Yes, exactly. Well. Betsy, thank you so much for joining us on five author questions. You know, if you ever got a spot for a podcast, you know, we'll, we'll, (laughs) we'll, you know, talk to our agent and uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever know any, uh, any picture books uh, that you think might be classics, you can come on my, my podcast and uh, we'll have you on as a special guest. That That does happen. Oh, oh, well, we might want to do that. We might want to do that. That'd be cool. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode. And finally, we leave you with a quote from Neil deGrasse Tyson. No one is dumb who is curious. The people who don't ask questions remain clueless throughout their lives. Thank you, everyone.